There was nothing else at all in the whole world but football. Hi guys, Simon here from the Triple F. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Triple F Cinema, where my brother Gavin and I review 2009 film The Damned United. We talk about the excellent biopic of Brian Clough during his short reign as Leeds United manager in 1974, the wonderful acting on display, most notably from Michael Sheen, and the differences between the film and the book it is based upon. Hope you all enjoy. Give me two tickets to that football film right now. Damned United. Um, it was weird as well because I, I realised the film was made in was it 2009? So I didn't realise it was like over 12 years ago, or just about 12 years ago. I didn't realise. I didn't realise it was that old. I only thought it was like four or five years old. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you go first. I suppose if it's a film that's set in the 70s, it's always going to have that sort of classic timeless feel about it but I think just the the standards in which were set I suppose by the the actors by Michael Sheen and by yeah. Timothy Spall you don't it's obviously the the 70s part of the film is really important but I think just the acting alone and the actual uh, cinematography and the way that the film's made it just feels really timeless and it feels like that era in which it's set in isn't the important thing. The important thing is the story of Clough uh, and the way it's been portrayed by by Michael Sheen. It's yeah, it, it's brilliant. Yeah. He was absolutely uh, well. He is a, an amazing actor, anyway. But the way that the way that he he puts on a skin, basically, he almost wears someone else when he when he plays someone else. But with Clough, he just. It was uncanny, really uncanny. Mm. Um, he did, uh, he did recently the um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the Chris Tarrant, and when he was like playing Chris Tarrant, it's just like you can't see. Yeah, you you, you can't see him. He, he's he's so good. He's yeah. such a good actor. But he, I thought, yeah, the film it makes me want to read the book. So mm. like. like because they say, I saw a couple of reviews and stuff, and people say that it's actually a really watered-down version and stuff of the... Oh, well, the film is a watered-down version of the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like, it's a lot... Have you have you read it then? Or yeah, you... no, I was glad you brought that the book up, because um, what I wanted to mention about the book is how critically it went down really well. I think so many um, sort of book critics and and um just people really took the book really well and they found it to be such a interesting piece of writing and, and they found it to get into the to the, the the thick of what went wrong um during brian clough's time at leeds united but i f i think a lot of the people involved with clough i.e his family and uh, the leeds united players and and 
so on and so forth that were involved with Leeds United were pretty much pissed off with, with the book and that because it like you say it just went in so hard it was such a um such a, a a deep excavation of of that time at Leeds United and I think it really painted Cluffy in such a bad way um uh, right no I, I say bad I don't know if bad was perhaps the um I heard, the... I heard that um people had I heard that people had uh, sued the guy Johnny Giles actually sued David Peace just because he he basically painted Brian Clough in such a um a damning way, pardon the pun, um, yeah, and just made him to made him look a lot more scandalous than than what uh, Johnny Giles actually thought Clough was. Because I think Clough was is obviously he was um, a manager that, that used sort of arrogant tactics. And he had a big mouth, and he was known as Old Big Ed for a reason. But I think yeah. there was more to him than that. There was more to him than just being like a brash sort of manager. I think he was a quite a warm individual. He was a warm person. And I think that's what Michael Sheen got across really well. I think Michael Sheen, he showed the the arrogant, showed that sort of cocky side to him, but also showed that he was a human, showed that he was, you know, quite a lovable, warm character as well. And I think that's what was so intriguing, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, that was something I was going to mention as well, was, you know, he... In it, it, even with him being like a, a complete ass at times, it 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 is almost like a love story between him and Peter Taylor. Peter Taylor. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And I, um, yeah, it was almost I, like they they're about to kiss and that at the end. Oh, like, I, yeah, <laughs> it's really really awkward. <laughs> I'm like, that's going on for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. You know, that's but it was, you know, there was a there was a side to him. Yeah, he was he, he was uh, arrogant, but you know, like the whole going back to when he first met Don Revy and stuff, and he wouldn't shake his hand, and, and that was you know the cataclysm really to to his um, to his I don't know his, his not his fight, but yeah, his his argument and and. Uh, with with Don Revy and mm. I thought um Cole Meany as well was like amazing because yeah. I saw at the end you see pictures of Don Revy and like mm. huh? he's just Cole Meany isn't he yeah yeah no I, I don't think they could have picked a better person to portray Col like portray um Don Revy than than Cole Meany it was just yeah that was like the perfect casting <laughs> yeah I, was, I, I thought the I thought the film was really interesting, and it was great how it went back to um, like the earlier club that he first started, Derby County. Yeah, 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 um, and uh, you know, and making that so big, and you know how how proud he was of the club and stuff, um, and his ri rivalry. That's the word I was looking for. His rivalry with with Leeds. I mean, were uh, is it? I don't know as much about that time, but were these actually quite dirty players or was that his point of view? Was that just what he thought? Or? So this is why it was such an interesting story is that um, before Brian Clough went to Leeds United, he made it 
so publicly known that he hated Leeds United. Like he, when he was Derby County manager, like in so many interviews, numerous interviews, he'd come out and he was slagging Leeds United off for being dirty, dirty Leeds. And yeah, they did have this reputation as being dirty, dirty Leeds. And they played a lot of games where they more or less were on the edge of, you know, sort of fouling in a lot of games. Um, and also sort of feigning injuries and, and, and certain things that just a lot of football purists wouldn't have been too happy with how Leeds played the game. However, Leeds, they weren't, they weren't mugs. They didn't just win games by cheating. They were really good at football and they played really well. Um, yeah. But it was just something Clough just hated. Um, so it was such a surprise when Brian Clough actually took the job at Leeds United. So he's just sort of going on about how much he hates this club and then he ends up becoming their manager. And I think essentially it was kind of over before it started because of the reputation that he built. Obviously, and that's portrayed really well in the film. Yeah. Um, they, they absolutely hate him. And <laughs> yeah. it's quite obvious the way that he was just absolutely slagging them off every opportunity he got. Like I love the whole like that, you know. He he t- he he purposely turns up like five days late to start as the manager, and then goes straight to the television, um, mm. like studios, and and slags them off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even starts. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his methods were really really strange and really odd, and mm. um, it's weird. I. This is something I mention on on my podcast all the time: is that how certain managers, certain players, if they they can go to certain teams and not, and it just doesn't work, and it doesn't work well. But for whatever reason, if the chemistry is right, then it can be an amazing thing. And I think with Brian Clough, um, the chemistry didn't work, obviously at Leeds United, and the chemistry didn't work for when he was at Brighton either. But for when he was at Derby County and for when he was at Nottingham Forest, yeah, just and it's incredible as well. And this is something I wanted to mention about Cloughy is like you could essentially make a TV show about Brian Clough just because of how incredible his life was. Because what he did at Nottingham Forest um, was incredible. Because obviously, what he did at Derby County, it's kind of shown in the film a bit what he achieved there was really good but what he achieved at yeah. Nottingham Forest absolutely unrivaled in my opinion in football nobody has done what he did um, yeah. to take a, a sort of team that was sort of lingering in the, the the second tier of English football to take them and win the Premier League essentially um, at yeah. that time and then to also win the Champions League, which is like the, the biggest trophy in European football, to win that yeah. twice. <laughs> it's just because I don't, I don't know if you remember, but like four or five years ago, Leicester City won the Premier League. And that was yeah. like, that was a huge, huge achievement. I'm sorry, yeah. that, that has nothing on what Brian Clough did with Nottingham Forest in the 80s. That was just, yeah, yeah, incredible. Do you think that's a lot to do as well with, with Taylor? Because he was, because he was with Taylor for Derby, wasn't he? And then, mm-hmm. and then they they went to Nottingham Forest, didn't they? Yeah, that, uh, that's a, that's another thing as well. Like why it would be so good to see a TV show of Clough because his relationship with Peter Taylor was brilliant, and that's why it's almost it would be nice to see that 
been expanded upon. Um, yeah. Because in the film, it just sort of ends with them being on the rosy side of each other, but it doesn't show. I, th- I think it mentions it in a caption. It says that they, they fell out after that and they never spoke. But oh, right. yeah, they had a major falling out. So I think it was after um, or during Nottingham Forest, something happened where I think Brian Clough took more money than than Peter Taylor did. And there lots of, of quite a few incidents just led to them falling out. But yeah, uh, Brian Clough even said in an interview that if he saw he if he drove past Peter Taylor in a car and he saw that his car broke down, he wouldn't he wouldn't stop to help him. He'd speed up and drive over him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um <laughs> just goes to show how how bitter that that sort of relationship turned out. That's that's a real shame. Like mm. the way the the film ended obviously but like um and that they they did seem so um such a great working team mm. and together but yeah. just to sort of answer your question yeah no uh, peter taylor had a huge part to play in Brian clough's career and and his success because yeah peter taylor was essentially the, the statistician really like the the sort of um the strategic mind behind of it all Whereas Brian Clough was more of the the cheerleader, almost, you know, more of the the sort of motivational speaker, getting them riled up for games and and whatnot. And then Peter Taylor, I think, was more of the the, the tactician behind it all, really. Yeah, yeah, that's because that does come across in the film, doesn't it? Because I know that he uh, when they when they part ways the first time um, and stuff. That's you know, you can see that he's he's struggling mm. and stuff like that without him um but he but then again he he's obviously he did well if it was through nottingham forest as well like they did so well that if he left during that then he, he managed to carry on a <laughs> an amazing team and stuff yeah so. yeah <laughs> i yeah because i don't know how much they were involved with each other in nottingham forest um because I thought at the end of the film it says that they went on, or was it just he went on? Did I read that wrong? Yeah, they they worked together up until 1982 at uh, Nottingham Forest. Oh um, right. Okay. Yeah, and then Peter Taylor retired in 1982. Um, ah. But then I think it was, yeah, it was. Uh, I think he came back to Derby County. Peter Taylor did, um, and there was a dispute. And there were quite a few things that just led to them falling out. And that was just the end of their relationship after that. Yeah, yeah. So it was after he so it was after he retired. So it was so they were together then mm. uh, during that time. If you're enjoying the Triple F cinema, then you might enjoy our other podcasts. The Triple F show is jam-packed with general football discussion. Under the Floodlights invites fans to talk about their favourite players and managers. The Triple F Cinema is where guests and I review weird and wacky football films. And The Magic Of is a show which profiles special clubs from all over the world to find out all about their history, culture and fan base. The director yeah, of Damned United yeah. was, was amazing as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Tom Hooper, that's it. Tom yeah. Hooper. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think essentially for him, it was almost like 
trying to repair the damage done between David Peace and um, Brian Clough's family and the Leeds United players, because I think they were so let down by the book. Uh, yeah. and, and I think the, the, the director of the film wanted the Damn United to be less of this sort of harsh inquisition uh, and just more of a more of a heartwarming tale. And I think that's what the, the film turned out to be. It's not, it wasn't so sort of saccharine that it was such a sort of happy, unbelievable tale. It, it, it's still, there's a lot of um, integrity to the film. There's a lot of, um, it feels quite real and it feels realistic and it's very um, honest to the portrayal of, of Brian Clough as well. Uh, as well as being sort of heartwarming and um... yeah, it's not it's not up and under, is it? It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it, it's it's so that yeah, it shines a it shines a softer light, definitely. Mm. But it is also quite gritty, and you know, it, it doesn't pull its punches. You know, it doesn't, um, as you say, show him as this saint. You know, it, yeah. it shows as a real person. Yeah. You know, there's. You know, like all of us, we've got a good side and a bad side, and that's great that it, it shows both of those sides. Um, and you know, and uh, you know, the whole thing with Don Revy and stuff like that, you know, that you know, was his, you know, was his angst against him actually mm. not, not even, you know, it, you know, the whole thing with, with the TV uh, interview at the end. When Don Revy doesn't even realise he had never um, shook his hand, you know. Yeah. So that, that whole that whole rivalry, the yeah. whole thing, the cause was yeah. just it could have been just an honest mistake, you know. Um, Do you remember it, much about Brian Clough like growing up, or did you remember seeing him like on TV or anything like that? Or? I do. Yeah, there, there was a lot about it. You know, I, I was still quite young in the eighties, so um, but yeah, there was. You know, he was all he was all over. He's always in the tabloids. He was always on the papers and stuff. He was, you know, he, he was very famous, um, very famous for uh, for being quite outspoken, wasn't he? Um, mm. And he, but I think you know he he almost used the media as his own Instagram, though, didn't he? He yeah. used he he used like the media. Um, to his advantage, he mm. he was very aggressive in that way, um, mm. as he was like saying about his, um, uh, you know, he he was the face of the of the duo, you know, yeah, you know, who's the one that would, you know, get He's the mouthpiece, yeah, essentially, yeah, he was the mouthpiece, and he he got people going, and you know, he was very. Didn't he write a? Didn't he have a? Uh, Good didn't he have an article? As well, in, in the star or the sun or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, <laughs> but no, he was he was quite a. Um, it was interesting to watch the movie because I didn't know that much about him. You know, you know the uh, like the tabloid stuff and, and and the big stuff, but actually, I I didn't really know a lot about the whole Leeds thing either. So it was actually mm. really good to see it from afresh, really. Yeah. Uh, 
not coming not coming from from one side or the other in, in a bias. So no, it was quite cool. Like how the I can't remember which channel was it ITV and how they managed to set Yorkshire. up yeah, Yorkshire <laughs> yeah. TV. How they managed to set up that interview because yeah. I I think how they portrayed it in the film and I don't know if there was much truth to that or not, but. Yeah, Brian Clough was just completely unaware that Don Revy was brought in. Yeah. Um, but I like that little touch where he goes, oh, we've got company. And then yeah. he brings Revy and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. But uh, I've actually seen that interview back. And it's quite, oh. yeah, it's quite funny because at first, for at least the first couple of minutes, there's a there is a lot of hostility, but the hostility isn't between Don Revy and Brian Clough for the most part of the first sort of two three minutes. It's between Don Revy and the interviewer. So like uh, I believe his name was Austin or something, and yeah, they he just kept saying like Watch yourself, Austin. Like watch your questions there. I know what you're playing at, and I think even Brian Clough's is like yeah, steady with those questions. What are you talking about? And the thing is, it's quite good, but then they sort of get stuck into each other and there's that whole, you didn't shake my hand and, and doesn't Don, because Re- I think Don Revy actually says why he doesn't like Brian Clough. Or it might be the other way around. I can't, I know, I think it's because Don Revy says, I don't like you, Brian, because you're brash and you're loud and, you know, you're arrogant, yeah. you're full of yourself. And, and then sort of the, the golden part of that as well, which I think they do use in the film, is how... Brian Clough says, you know, I'm a warm manager and you're Don Revy, you're a very cold manager. It's like, oh, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> that was that was brutal. That was mm. that was brutal. I, um, and, and I liked that when they put in about, you know, we'll see in we'll see in a year, we'll see in five mm. years where we are. And um uh, and Revy actually um, didn't do so well with England. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. It's like, it, yeah, that's a perfect thing to put in there because, yeah, Brian Clough's career, because at that point, it was almost like Brian Clough was the the man on his back, basically, the man on the floor. And then Don Revy, it appeared that he was the one standing tall. But after that moment, after the film, after the curtains closed on the film, yeah, Brian Clough's career went to the sky and um, Don Revy just completely collapsed because with Don Revy he he actually became England manager which I think they mentioned in the film as well and that just was an utter utter failure that I think there was even um sort of controversies of there being um he took sort of ill-advised payments and and bungs or so I can't remember exactly what it was but there was yeah. controversy around surrounding his time as England manager and then he, oh. and then he became the United Arab Emirates manager, and that just completely like <laughs> fell apart from her as well. So it was, yeah, <laughs> Don Revy's career absolutely fell on its face, and Brian Clough became the greatest manager of all time, essentially. So. Yeah, because they were saying it was a, a sacrilege that he never became the England manager, mm, the greatest ever English manager to never become manager of England so, yeah it's a shame but it just goes to show with the English FA and this is why I was sort of mentioning before why Cloughy's um, 
life would be so good to be seen as a TV series because you've got the, the when he got turned down for England manager because he actually went for an interview, but oh, right. they more or less appointed a, a manager before even having the interview. So it was this complete utter admin uh, gaff, and then yeah. um, but the 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 sort of issue with the FA is that they. They've pretty much always throughout their history appointed yes men. Uh, and Brian Clough is, my God, the furthest <laughs> thing away from being a yes man, um, as I'm sure you're aware. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was uh, completely um, <laughs> uh, as far as you can get from yeah. a yes. Well, essentially, they probably did dodge a bullet because I think if... You know, if he was England manager, <laughs> there would have been a lot of things to, to contend with. If you're interested in coming on the show for an Under the Floodlight special to talk about your favourite player or manager, please email the triple F2021 at gmail.com or DM the triple F84 on Twitter. All contact details will be in the episode description. Hope you're all keeping safe and thanks again for listening to the triple F. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think uh, I think the history behind it, it's made me want to read the book. Mm. Uh, it's made me want to know a lot more. Coming from someone that has no interest in football, <laughs> yeah. or, or hasn't had any interest in football, it's, you know, uh, uh, I know the reviews were saying, you know, it's there's a, a new age to football movies in that, you know, they're creating movies around football that are just so much better than Escape to Victory and, mm. you know, it's, it, it makes it, you know, there's so much more drama um, mm. and stuff like that. You know, this um, this was uh, absolutely brilliant. And no, um, um, and uh, Michael Sheen was just—he is an incredible actor. He, yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's like considering as well that he's his normal accent is Welsh. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he does it. He is a, yeah, he's a chameleon. But he's um, a big chameleon. But then you've got like Timothy Spall as well, who's just uh, a stalwart, isn't he? he? Yeah. You know, he's um, supporting actor God. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what like does the film so much justice is if, is the fact that it's a football film but you barely see any football being played in the film and that's that's yeah. what's so good about it like you don't that's why I always hate with football films and I hate to bring it up but with holy goalie like <laughs> <laughs> you saw so much football in the film and it obviously it's just horrendously poor <laughs> but with the damned united you uh, you see them sort of running down the tunnel and going towards the pitch and I think yeah. there's a couple of moments when they're in training and yeah. there are obviously moments where, you know, football is, is sort of being played, but it's not, it's not the sort of be all and end all and it doesn't come across as being gimmicky or anything like that. It's just, it's more or no. less like football is the backdrop and, and the dramas and the, the relationships are, are what sort of take centre stage. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's what splits it apart from most for most movies in that you know it's it's about that friendship that you know his rivalry um with um 
his friendship with Peter Taylor and his rivalry with Don Revy and uh, and everything that in between um, mm. that makes that makes the film so good. I was just yeah, just blown away really. I, yeah, I would you know I would I would happily give that what eight or nine stars, and I'd probably watch it again, which is a massive thing for me because I don't watch movies usually again. Yeah. So yeah, but cool. no, so, so you're giving it a. What are you giving it? A nine out of ten or an eight out of ten? Uh, eight and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I let I let yeah. you have halves. That's cool. <laughs> I was, what, what about yourself? What would you give it? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you completely. I'd give it an eight and a half as well. Um, it's a, a solid film. It's got brilliant, um, brilliant performances in it. The cinematography is really nice i like the way that it's the lit as well like the the lighting yeah. of the film it's quite um it's got the sort of cold steely blue to it um yeah it just it's just a great film it's a great story just the the, the way that it's all um centered around that time at leeds united and, and his time at derby county as well it would have been nice to have seen um a bit more of his time at nottingham forest and whatnot but that's mm. Yeah, you can't fit that all into a sort of well, no, ninety-minute film. While you're right about um, them making it into, they should make it into a TV series. Really, like they can mm. just make a TV series about his, you know, as you say, about his life. Mm. Um, and it, you know, and it still probably wouldn't be enough, would it? <laughs> no, know? yeah, because <laughs> they were they were saying as well that they missed out the. Was there like a really big thing that happened in one of the matches when he was there? Because he was only there for 44 days, wasn't he? Mm. But wasn't there a riot on the pitch or something at one point? Possibly, like yeah. No, yeah, because yeah. the fans absolutely hated. I think the Chad ha- Shield match, I think it was. Yeah, or... yeah, no, that is right, I think. But yeah, no, I think the the fans pretty much hated him before he came in. And then the players are obviously not playing for him. So they were, they just wanted him gone. So they just turned up on the pitch and down tools, essentially. They just didn't play. Um, yeah. And then obviously that's going to have effect on the fans. The fans are going to go nuts. And the, the only person they're going to blame, and, and you probably can't really blame Leeds United fans for, for blaming Brian Clough because... Yeah, yeah. It, it was just really, really odd choice and an odd appointment from Leeds United to to sort of go with Brian Clough. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, this is this may I don't know, this might be a bit too extreme, but it is like it's it's like Britain um, <laughs> voted in Hitler yeah. <laughs> after yeah. the Second World War. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, essentially it is. Yeah, it is because it's just like you've got, yeah, just absolute um, arch enemies. Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of another analogy. Yeah, it yeah, would be, yeah, it would yeah. be like um, Magneto becoming the head of the X Men once uh, Professor oh, X yeah. died or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a that's the one for the geeky listeners, <laughs> and a little little less darker than your Hitler analogy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, sorry, I couldn't. I, 
Yeah. It's, just like, it's all right. It's, it's over like 80 years ago, so I think. <laughs> yeah, it's but safe. still. Yeah. I, yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have mentioned. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's a bit extreme. Yeah. The magnet. I should have gone with the Magneto one. Yeah. <laughs> or like Donald Trump becoming the leader of the um, Democrats or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's probably. <laughs> But um, yeah, no. So I th- yeah, I think eight and a half is a really fair score to give it, and I think it's um, it's a cracking film. And if no, if there's people out there, and it's possibly that they might not have seen the film because um, it was over sort of twelve years ago. But yeah, it definitely, definitely recommend people to watch it, even if you're not a football fan. Which is odd if you're listening to this show and you're not a football fan. But if you're not, <laughs> if you're not a football fan, um, I would yeah implore you to go watch. The damned united just because it's yeah brilliant it's, it's yeah it's a brilliant piece of cinema um and it and it, it just piques your interest doesn't it it's yeah I, i'll definitely be if but there are people that haven't seen it i will definitely be putting it on uh letting them know to to watch it as well but, cool all right cool all right thanks for coming on again bro and um Perfect. yeah thank you always a pleasure no worries, man. I'll get you on again soon. We can talk about a film. Let's talk about a terrible film next time because that's always interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't make me watch Holy Goalie again. Don't. <laughs> don't. I'm tempted. No. <laughs> if I do, I'm not going to watch it myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I do. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather watch that um, that one with Sean Bean. <laughs> Oh, was that um, when Saturday comes or something? It's called. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to watch that either. No. No. <laughs> no. We'll find. We'll find something equally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But no. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on the great work and thanks again. It's been great. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Speak right, to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Triple F. If you could please drop a like on our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter, that would be massively appreciated. Hope you're all keeping safe and thanks again for listening to The Triple F.